Welcome to the Cruise Elite Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Cruz, and today I'm going to be sharing with you one of my favorite exercises of all time, and it happens to be one of the highest payoff exercises that I have ever learned. If you're somebody that's interested in moving better and decreasing pain, then you definitely don't want to miss what I'm going to share with you in this episode. Let's do it. Welcome. Today I'm going to teach you an exercise called the diaphragm stretch. Now the diaphragm stretch is an amazing drill. It's been super useful for me over the years, but as a coach introducing this to hundreds if not thousands of people at this point, it has been absolutely astonishing how much this single exercise can help a person. And it's got a lot of benefits that we'll cover on this episode. Today I'm gonna take you through the whole process. We're actually going to run some assessments on our body, some range of motion assessments, and then we're gonna perform the drill. I'm gonna walk you through it, teach you how to do it, and then you're going to reassess and see if this exercise is helpful for your brain in your body. Now I did a whole episode on an educational tool called the Threat Bucket and our assess reassess process that will bridge you in to what I'm talking about when I say using our immediate feedback assessment process. Now, if you haven't listened to that episode yet, don't worry about it. I'm going to bring you through the assess reassess process on today's episode, but you can go back and listen to that one later to get even more education in detail on the assess reassess process. So let's get right into it. Now, why would we want to stretch our diaphragm? Well, first, if you didn't know, your diaphragm is your main muscle for breathing. It lives around your rib cage. It's a big muscle, but it's very thin. When you see an image of the diaphragm, it kind of resembles a parachute. And it contracts, and it lengthens just like any other muscle, and it's the main muscle that we use for breathing. Now, why would we want to stretch it? Well, it's the same reason we want to stretch our muscles and bring our joints through full ranges of motion. In fact, a lot of times people don't optimize the full function of their diaphragm because we get trapped into dysfunctional breathing patterns or breathing in a very shallow manner. And so bringing your diaphragm muscle through its fullest range of motion can be super impactful for your health and your performance. So let's go over some of the benefits of the diaphragm stretch before we actually assess it and get into the drill. The diaphragm stretch can be super useful for increasing mobility in your rib cage, your pelvis, and your spine. And it actually has a profound influence on total body alignment. And what I want you to know about it is that by stretching your diaphragm and changing the alignment of your rib cage and your pelvis and your spine, the rest of your body actually will adjust to that. So we can see some pretty profound changes in total body posture just from mobilizing this muscle called the diaphragm. It has attachment points on the rib cage and even the lumbar spine, so the lower back. And so there's a lot of value that can come from it or that can come from mobilizing it. And it goes beyond just improving your breathing patterns. Yes, if you mobilize your diaphragm, generally your breathing patterns will become healthier, but it goes beyond that. It's actually amazing for removing tension from your body and even improving strength and stability through your midline. So think core. 
One of the cool benefits of the diaphragm stretch is that it's very parasympathetic in nature. So maybe you've heard people describe the nervous system before, and we have a parasympathetic nervous system, and we have a sympathetic nervous system, and the sympathetic nervous system is more fight or flight, and the parasympathetic one is more rest and digest. Well, when it comes to different exercises, sometimes the exercises will fit into one of those two categories more than another. And because the diaphragm stretch is an exhalation-based breathing drill, it actually is very parasympathetic in nature. So what does that mean? Well, simply put, it means that it can help us relax more. And by knowing this about the diaphragm stretch, we actually use that information to program it and put it into our programs in very specific places. And I'll talk more about that in a little while. So lots of different benefits. I definitely want to mention that it's amazing for removing tension and decreasing pain. And I think over the years of helping people with different movement problems and pain problems, the diaphragm stretch has probably been the highest payoff drill I have ever seen for most people when it comes to dismantling lower back tension and pain. And it will also be super valuable for doing the same thing for the mid-back. And I've also seen people get amazing results with different neck pain that they have or tension that they develop around the shoulders and through the cervical spine. So lots of great benefits. Let's get right into assessing this exercise to see if it's a good fit for your brain and your body. So revisiting the assess, reassess process really quickly. Basically what this is, is a way for us to get immediate feedback on whatever it is that we're doing. So we're simply going to assess a range of motion and I'll take you, I'll guide you through a couple of different options. We're gonna do something like a forward bend, maybe some movements for the neck, and then maybe some movements for the shoulder. And once you establish your baseline and you know where you're living in the moment and how it feels and how far you're going, that's going to be your movement assessment. We're then going to perform the drill and in this case, it's going to be the diaphragm stretch. And then when we're done, we're going to immediately reassess to see what the outcome is. And the outcome will be one of three possibilities. You will either get better, stay the same, or potentially even get worse. And I'll talk about what those responses actually mean. When I say get better, what I mean is your range of motion will improve. So here's what I want you to do. And hopefully you can do this with me right now. If not, I'm going to walk you through the process and you'll be able to assess and reassess this drill at a different time. First assessment that I want you to get for your baseline is going to be a forward bend. So in a standing position, you can gently lock out your knees and simply fold forward at the waist, reaching your fingertips towards the floor. And you can do that a few times. And I want you to basically take notice of how far you've gone what does it feel like? Do you have any limiting factors? Sometimes we feel tension in the low back or restriction in the hamstrings. Get a sense for how it feels. And most importantly, notice how far you've gone. So that could be one assessment that you use. That's actually my personal favorite. Another movement assessment you could try is for the neck. So this time what you could do is simply some lateral flexions of your neck, which means you're going to bring your ear towards your shoulder. You could also do rotations of the neck, 
which means you just rotate as far as you can, either to the right or to the left. So, ear to shoulder or rotate. Get a sense for how far you've gone and qualitatively what does it feel like. And last, if you'd like to assess your shoulders, you can simply lock out your elbow and raise your arm overhead into what's called shoulder flexion and see how far you've gone. Or you can bend your elbow, bring it up to the height of your shoulder and out to your side and rotate your arm inward. This is called shoulder internal rotation. Once again, how far did you go? What does it feel like? Take a qualitative assessment of these things. Now, I don't want you to use all three assessments. I think it's probably better to choose one, maybe two, because what you're trying to do is through some practice and exploring the assessment process, you want to find the range of motion assessment that gives you the fastest, most reliable information on what your body's outcome is to the exercise. So to keep it simple, if you want to keep it simple, just pick one of these ranges of motion. For me, it's going to be forward bend. Now let's get into the drill. So for the diaphragm stretch, stretch the iteration that we're going to do, I'm going to have you laying on your back. So get yourself laying on your back. You want to bend your legs, bring your heels in pretty close to your butt. And if you need to put like a pillow or something under your head just to support your neck, definitely do that. You don't want to feel any stress in the upper back or neck. Some people will need that. Some people won't. From there, the first thing that we're going to do is set the position that we need. What I want you to do is a posterior pelvic tilt. And that's a fancy way of saying lift your belt buckle towards your forehead. So by lifting your belt buckle towards your forehead, not aggressively, but you definitely want some movement there, I want you to then maintain that posterior pelvic tilt. And you're going to maintain it through the entirety of the whole exercise. Now take your hands and put them on your ribs. Get nice and relaxed. Make sure you're in good alignment, good posture, kind of lengthening up through the crown of your head. And I want you to take a great big inhale through your nose and fill up your lungs as much as you can. As soon as you have that big inhale, open your mouth and throat, and I want you to forcefully exhale everything until you have nothing left. You're going to make this sound. It's a very deep hiss. That's the sound that we want. So your mouth is open, your throat is opened, and I want you to forcefully exhale everything until you have absolutely nothing left. And then at that point, I want you to try to get out even more. And you might make some goofy sounds at that point, some gurgling sounds. You're putting a lot of effort into it. <sighs> that kind of a thing. And it's going to feel like there's a lot of effort and a lot of contraction coming from your core muscles. As soon as you're fully out, you can then relax your position and take a moment to recover your breathing using your nose only, not your mouth. And just chill for a second. It's intense. You definitely don't need to connect one repetition into the next. Okay? Now, I want you to do it again, but this time, better. So, get yourself into position. Tilt your belt buckle towards your forehead. Put your hands on your ribs. Take a great big inhale. Fill all the way up. Open your mouth and throat. 
forcefully exhale, but this time, keep your ribs as wide as you can. And if you do that effectively, you're going to feel what we call a vacuum effect in the abdomen, where your navel is actually moving inward towards your spine a little bit. If you do that well, you'll feel an increased stretch sensation around the margin of your ribs. And that's an indication that you're doing a good job. Keep exhaling, keep exhaling, keep exhaling. Make all the weird noises. Try to get everything out when you think you're done. Keep exhaling. And then when you're finally done, relax your position and recover your breathing through your nose. Now you can go on to do another repetition or two. It does take some practice and you do want to make sure you're doing the exercise well and hitting the target. As soon as you're done, here's what I need you to do. Take your time, stand up, recover your breathing, and now I would like you to immediately reassess. So that forward bend that you did or those neck movements that you did, go back and do them again. And I want you to take notice of what happened. Are you better? Did you stay the same? Or are you worse? Now, if you got better, what you probably noticed is that your range of motion improved. Maybe the quality of the movement is better, or you feel less limitation, or in some cases, even less pain. If you stayed the same, you didn't get any kind of change from the drill, it's no big deal. That's not an unhealthy response to the exercise, but I do encourage people to try it again, because sometimes if you're not getting a change from it, it means that you're just not yet hitting the target accurately enough, and a little bit of practice will allow you to do that. Now, some people might get worse. I will tell you, tell you from experience that this exercise is probably 80% effective for people. Most people will get a fantastic result. At this point, if that's you, you probably went from a forward bend that probably felt kind of stiff and achy to maybe putting your palms on the floor. No joke. It can literally open up range of motion that easy and instantaneously in your body. However, just like every exercise, not everybody responds equally. So there is a small percentage of people that may not get that kind of result from this exercise. And I just want to take a moment to briefly describe why that might be happening. And it doesn't mean that this exercise won't serve you in the future, but it does mean that it might not be the right fit for you right now. The type of person that might not get a great result from this is somebody that maybe has some history findings that correlate to the area of the body that we're working on. For example, if you've had any kind of injury to your spine or your ribs, and rib injuries are actually quite common in athletics, or maybe you've had some kind of abdominal surgery, like uh, a woman who's had a C-section, or maybe you have some kind of pelvic floor issue. Whatever the case, just realize that we can have history findings that could potentially interfere with this exercise being high payoff for us. Again, doesn't necessarily mean it's not gonna serve us later on, but we may need to make some small adjustments in the way that we're doing it in order to get that result. There is a type of person that doesn't necessarily do that well with exhalation-based breathing drills, which is interesting because 
breathing is kind of getting popular in the movement and rehab world. And most of those breathing exercises are very exhalation dominant. And there is a lot of people who don't do well with them. And one of the reasons that could be is that some people are very hyper aware of their internal body. We call it being very hyper introceptive, which means that they just have a higher level of awareness of certain parts of their internal body. And sometimes this can be good, and sometimes it can be bad. Meaning, you don't want to have a hyper-awareness of, say, your heartbeat, because that would be very distracting. And that's just one example. But for people who are very introceptive, and maybe they also have some level of anxiety, exhalation-based breathing drills can actually make those people feel worse and more anxious. So I just want you to know this in case you are that person. This may not be the perfect exercise for you right now. And if you are that person, I can tell you that switching the style of breathing exercises that you use can actually be really high payoff. And so there are different categories of breathing drills, and I'll be covering some of those in the future. One of them we put in the category of what we call air hunger drills. Air hunger drills are interesting because even though we put them in the breathing category, some of, sometime the way, sometimes the way that we practice them is with no breathing at all. Basically, you exhale everything, and then you actually do some movement without actually breathing. And you build up the sensation of becoming air hunger, or air hungry, I should say. And as soon as you need to, you then begin to breathe again, but you recover your breathing very slowly through your nose trying to maintain control even though you've had that feeling of wanting to breathe. It's a different style of breathing drill and it can be really, really powerful for people who do not do well with more exhalation-based exercises. So getting that out of the way, let's go back to the 80% of people who will get an amazing result from this. And that's why I wanted to share it with you today. As I mentioned, stretching your diaphragm, can be super powerful for dismantling aches and pains. If you have pain in your lower back, mid back, or you're just suffering from tight muscles, diaphragm stretches can be amazing for dealing with those issues. We can use it to relax. We can use it to improve midline stability and strength. We can improve posture and really just our over our, our sense of well-being because it's got that parasympathetic nature to it. So when do we use this drill? Well, I can tell you that when programming for our members, one of the things that we like to do is include some variation of the diaphragm stretch into their program. And I say some variation because at this point we have a dozen or so positions that we actually do this mobilization out of. Today, I just shared the most basic one, which is the backline version. But we try to include this in every single workout for our members because of how powerful it is. And I'll tell you that we normally put it at the end of the workout because at the end of the training session, we want to start kind of shifting towards more of a parasympathetic state where we've done our training and now it's time to relax and kind of get closer to that rest and digest kind of behavior, if you know what I mean. So I put it at the end of a workout usually in most cases rather than the beginning of a workout. The reason I don't put it at the beginning of the workout is because it is so parasympathetic in nature, 
it causes people to get a little bit too relaxed before it's time to work out and train. There are some instances that I will recommend doing the diaphragm stretch before you train, and that is if you come into your workout session and you're already stressed out. If you feel that your sympathetics are too elevated, you're too anxious, too stressed, then perhaps a set of diaphragm stretches can kind of bring you back down to homeostasis and put you in a good place to now begin exercising. But that's a little bit more rare. Like I said, I like to put it at the end of the workout most of the time. We also use this on recovery days. I think it's an awesome thing to include in your self-care work. So on non-training days, if you're doing any form of mobility training or really anything to just help you recover and feel better, the diaphragm stretch should definitely be part of that. And as I mentioned, for reducing tension, it is amazing. And you can combine it with other things that you're doing that are self-care based or rehab drills that you're practicing as well. So that's the diaphragm stretch, the backline version. Like I said, we've got a lot of different iterations of it. But go through this process. Assess and reassess your response to it. I think you're going to be really surprised at what can happen. Remember, for the assessment process, choose a range of motion, the forward bend or the neck movements or the shoulder movements. Get your baseline, see where you're at, then perform the diaphragm stretch. Roughly three to five repetitions should do. And then immediately reassess. And I think most of you guys are going to find that this exercise is extremely powerful for you in a number of different ways. So I hope the diaphragm stretch lands in the right hands and helps you as much as it's helped me and thousands of clients that I've shared it with. That's it for today, guys. I'll be sure to leave you a video link in the description that will help you refine your practice of the diaphragm stretch. If you're interested in learning more about the diaphragm stretch, be sure to join our free community where we host free monthly mobility challenges and I'll take you through a whole movement experience exposing you to both education and other exercises that will help you improve your health and your performance. And we'll do so using the assessment process so that we can make everything specific to your needs. Thank you for being here today and for listening. Till next time.